Happy New Year! It's January 2020, and this is Yarrow doing a solo podcast especially for you. I hope you've been enjoying all the interviews I've done on my show last year and in the years before. This is one of the longest running entrepreneurship podcasts. I started this back in 2005. But today we're talking about the future. So I'm excited to be here because I want to cover what I think are some of the most important steps for you to take as we enter 2020, especially as a blogger or any kind of content producer who sells information products like courses or membership sites, ebooks, anything to do with digital training, which is pretty much how I've made the lion's share of my own income in the past decade or so. So it's been a huge impact on my life and something I'm very passionate about, but it's an area that is constantly changing and probably, as you know very well, it's quite crowded today online. You're up against lots of other content producers and lots of other platforms. Oh my gosh, it's ridiculous today how much there is basically distracting us. I was getting lost in TikTok uh, the last couple of weeks. It's fairly new. It's certainly taking off as I record this audio. And it's ridiculously addictive. It's these short videos of people uh, dancing and, and lip syncing to music or just doing funny or entertaining videos. And it, it really is a like like a drug. You get stuck there, swiping up to the next one and the next one. And this is just one of the latest tools we've got. Uh, we've been getting addicted to you know Instagram and Facebook and YouTube for many many years now, and it's just getting more and more and more of this content out there. So if you're trying to stand out and actually find customers using your content, you're up against a whole lot of distractions. So that's what today's podcast really is all about how to break through as a blogger, a person sharing content. You know, you could be doing YouTube videos and podcasting, but you know, you're going to release that stuff on your blog as well. You're basically a content marketer who's looking to sell your products and services. Now, this podcast is actually a companion piece that you're probably listening to on a blog post, which is all about 10 steps you must take to build a profitable blog in today's super crowded internet. Now, those 10 steps are listed out there. I wrote that blog post for you. It's a monster. It's something I think you'll really benefit from uh, going forward in 2020. So definitely go through with it. Uh, go and read it first. Um, this podcast is, I guess you could call it the a companion Yarrow ramble background story behind a lot of the points I delivered in those 10 steps in the article itself. So uh, if you listen to this and go through the, the, the blog post itself, you will have a fantastic primer of what are the most important factors I think you need to consider as we head into 2020. So let's begin. I want to start with a section on content. Now, content is obviously our bread and butter as uh, bloggers, and a lot of what I'm about to teach you and talk about isn't necessarily new, but it's important I highlight these factors because they have become even more important than ever before because of the sheer volume of content online. So if you're trying to stand out, these are the things you have to do to make that a reality. No matter what your subject is, no matter what type of content you're producing, these factors matter. So number one, the long tail is your only path forward in 2020. So what exactly is the long tail? If you're new to the world of search engine optimization, keywords, and basically anything to do with content, you might not have heard of this term, but it's actually been around for ooh, over a decade now. I remember when I first heard this phrase, I thought it was actually really uh, quite genius, and it was important back then. The best example I thought of uh, when I first discovered the long tail was actually Amazon, but Amazon, when it was first started as a bookstore, so let's not even worry about Amazon and the giant behemoth of content and product that it is today. But all the way back when it was just selling books, if you compared Amazon.com, the digital bookstore, to Amazon's competitors in the physical world, which were the Borders and the Barnes and Nobles and all the little bookstores, the long tail example was very clear. So a physical bookstore has a finite amount of space in terms of shelves to store books. So they only basically stock the latest books and the best sellers in each category. It's a very small amount of books and they have to do that in order to make sure they sell enough books to be profitable or as the case was with many of these stores, 
they were not profitable once the internet came and Amazon disrupted them. But at least uh, for the majority of the lifespan of these bookstores, it was about selling those very few most popular books. And that's often called the short tail. It's the very uh, small part of the demand curve right at the top where the, a few books sell a huge volume. The long tail is the rest of that curve, which is where you've got a few books that sell a few copies. So rather than having you know, the latest uh, Da Vinci Code book selling millions of copies, you've got this obscure book written by this author who's probably not very well known, but he or she has a, a solid following of a few thousand readers and they sell a few thousand books. And that can uh, be replicated across every single topic. And there's all kinds of these little niche books written by these niche authors that only sell maybe a few hundred to a few thousand copies. But if you combine all of those together, you can actually make a ton of money selling long tail product. And that's what Amazon.com was able to do because of the infinite virtual shelf space they had on the internet. So uh, inside the blog post that go, goes along with this podcast, I actually linked to my original article on the long tail. I recommend you go read that for the longer story of what I've been sharing with you. But what matters is the long tail is actually a very important concept for content creators, that's us, including me, uh, going forward because you need to go after phrases that are not the super most competitive phrases. You're not looking to be the best, uh, uh, most popular piece of content. You can't compete against you know the, the super established websites with huge domain authority, lots of history, lots of content. So you're not gonna rank for that very competitive term. But if you write what are called long tail articles, or basically articles that answer one specific long tail question, you can succeed if you keep doing that. So you keep hitting all the long tail phrases in your subject. Now, along with the blog post, I put a little screenshot from a keyword research tool, and I just typed in uh, how to make muffins. Silly topic, well not silly really, for people who love muffins, it's a very serious topic. But this idea that uh, there, there no doubt are people out there who uh, have blogs and YouTube channels and so on about making muffins. And to, to see the long tail examples, you can actually scroll down and it gets interesting because every one of these phrases from the top level phrase, which is the competitive one you probably won't rank for or get traffic for, is how to make muffins. But you start breaking it down is how to make blueberry muffins, how to make English muffins, how to make banana muffins, how to make muffins from scratch, how to make moist muffins, how to make chocolate muffins. And you can you know, break that down even further, how to make vegan chocolate muffins. And that becomes what you would typically call a long tail phrase because you're going for a subset. It's not just all muffins. It's a very specific type of muffin that you would then produce a video or write an article with images about. Now, that's important because the long tail, while it doesn't have as many searches, so there's less traffic for you to potentially get, there's far other, far less other competing content pieces out there that you're going up against because people are not covering all long tail questions. And that's where the potential for you to succeed is by answering long tail questions with your blog content. Now, this is especially relevant because I am starting a new blog this year, 2020. And it's kind of why I decided to write this blog post in the first place and also record this audio for you as well, because I'm about to go through the process of starting a new blog, going up against all the competitors out there. I have no domain authority, I have no history, I'm basically starting from scratch with this new project. And that's exciting to me, but I also wrote this post to remind myself that these elements are important. And in fact, I think the most important, which is why I put it as point number one, is this idea of going after the long tail. And I'm following that advice myself. This new blog that I will tell you more about as I continue this podcast, and also if you decide to work with me in my blog mastermind program, I'll be doing a live case study about it. You'll see how heavily I am focusing on the long tail. I really believe in this concept. And I believe in it because I have been on the other side of basically inside as other bloggers have built new websites. And I've seen how they've gone after long tail traffic and very quickly grown fairly large audiences. And they do that because they're not trying to write the one best article to beat everyone else out there on a very competitive term. 
They're just doing a bunch of high-quality articles across a very large range of long-tail phrases. Now, that obviously might seem like more work, but at the end of the day, each one of those pieces of content, if it brings in 10 to 20 to 30 visitors a day, once you start doing many of them, you start building an audience, and it's just more likely to deliver a traffic result. That's what I'm going for, lots of free organic traffic from my new blog, and that's why I'm going to be focusing on the long tail. Okay, I'm going to move on to point number two, otherwise this is going to be a super, super long podcast to go with my super, super long uh, article. Point number two, your blog post title is more important than ever. Now, this very much lines up with the previous point about the long tail, because what you put in the title, which is kind of like your headline of that main subject line of your blog post, that is what ranks in search engines as well. Now, I emphasize this as point two because the headline, if we're talking about the 80-20 rule. So we know the 80-20 rule, it means there's only a few things that really matter and most things you do don't have a big impact on the end result. You have to find those 20% that deliver 80% of results. When it comes to content online, the title, the headline, is by far the single most impactful 20%. In fact, I, I think it's the 1% that delivers the 99% of results when it comes to you know, the traffic you get from a blog post. So what does that really mean? It just means you have to put in work and, and produce a good headline. Now, that's not just because you want that headline, that title, to rank for the right phrase in a search engine. It's also because a human being will be compelled to read your blog post based on how you title it. It doesn't matter how good that content is, whether it's an amazing video, an amazing blog post, if you have a poor title, it never gets read, it never gets watched. And that's the sad truth. And unfortunately, a lot of people out there, I'd say the majority, will spend a couple of hours writing or producing an amazing video, and then they'll spend five minutes coming up with a title for it and then publish it and, and get no or very few visitors to, to actually see that content. And if you just spend a little bit more time producing you know, a few variations of that title, uh, really brainstorming, doing some research, then you will come up with something that will be far more effective and that will deliver a much bigger traffic result for you both short-term in terms of engagement and sharing, both on uh, social media and, and, not to, and, and just you know, sharing it to your own audience through your email list or just through your regular blog readers, uh, viral sharing through social media, and searches and results over time because that will be the phrase that it ranks for. So it's very, very important. Now, for a long time, I've been a proponent of split testing, and I actually have a, a headline or a title split testing plugin on my blog. Uh, that's provided by the guys over at AppSumo, uh, Noah Kagan's company. Uh, and that allows me to put in one, two, three, four, five different versions of a title for a blog post and then automatically rotate through them to figure out which one is getting the best engagement. So as I record this podcast for you, I've actually already published my blog post and I've published it with three split testing headlines, titles. Now, what will happen is over the next few days, probably a week, I'll let it run. I'm going to see which of those three titles does the best, and then I'm going to make it the, the active title 100% of the time once I've confirmed that's the best one. Once I've done that, I will then start sharing it. So I'm actually kind of like doing a little pre-test with the blog post, and then once I know the best title, I'll send it to my email list, I'll share it on social media, and so on. So that's how I can uh, give myself a better chance to hit a, a higher uh, level title. Now, of course, to come up with the title options in the first place, you got to get good at writing headlines and titles. That's a bit of a copywriting skill. So inside the blog post that goes along with this podcast, I have linked to a couple of resources. One's my own on how to write award-winning headlines. And the other one is a BuzzSumo article with a bunch of research from social media on what types of phrases do well. And I used a combination of, of those two articles, actually, to come up with the variations of the uh, headlines, the titles I used for the blog post that I'm talking about today, and very likely you will have come across since you're listening to this podcast. So that is, I think, the really, really the most important uh, starting point for your content. It's you're going after long tail phrases and then spending enough time doing a good title for your post. 
Okay, um, this is obviously a very how-to practical type podcast today. Um, I hope that's something you're looking for. Obviously, if you're looking to get serious in 2020 with your online business, this will be very relevant for you. Um, of course, though, you know, this is this is not an interview, so this is way more a practical action-oriented podcast for you. And if you do like this, then you're definitely going to love working with me inside my blog mastermind program, which I will have a special invite for you at the end of this podcast as I am running uh, some brand new coaching calls to go with it this year as we enter uh, the, the new year. Okay, point number three, refer to research and authority sources in your articles. So this is all about upping your content game when it comes to how you put together uh, articles and videos online. Now, in my history, I've spent a lot of my time sharing my own experiences. That's worked really well as a a simple format for creating content. However, if you want to stand out in a crowd today, you need a combination of various elements. Yes, sharing your own experience is powerful. Using storytelling to do so is powerful. But as a third prong or a third technique, including research, expert research, authoritative research is very effective. And if you can take even a further step and pull in academic study research, whether it's um, scientific, you know, biological studies, it could be psychological studies, but, you know, it's the kind of stuff you've got people in universities doing experiments on, you know, life uh, and also on people when it comes to psychology and then coming up to these amazing and very interesting conclusions. If you can take that data and put it into the conclusion you make with your content, And, and here's the real clincher, include it in the title of your blog post. So you get that extra stamp of authority, that extra element of curiosity that can lead to a hugely successful piece of content and a much more likely to go viral or at least get clicked in the first place article or video. Now, I put in an example inside the blog post of an article that included research by NASA. Very simple example, but it really hammers home the difference between including research and not including research in something as simple as the title of a piece of content. So going forward in 2020, it makes sense for you to do all the powerful techniques for creating compelling content, including research. And if you can use academic research, and of course the best way to do that is to start following certain journals related to your industry. You can find them online for free, but of course it's you know depends on your industry. Uh, even if it's not your industry, sometimes you can tie things back. Like I can look at psycho- psychological studies on behavior and tie that into business and marketing. So I always have that option as well. And that is a, a formula for very successful content and more importantly, content that will get spread and stand out compared to other people's content on the same subject. Uh, it's just going to give you that extra stamp of authority. It's one of uh, Robert Caldini's uh, persuasion techniques, authority. It just leads to more trust and therefore more engagement in what you produce. All right, moving on to step four synthesize sources to make people go wow. So this is kind of like an extension of the previous point about research and authoritative sources. Now we're we're magnifying that, we're, we're duplicating that or uh, multiplying that by bringing together multiple concepts and synthesizing them to produce some kind of system or idea or concept that is relevant to your audience. Now this can be sounding, this could sound a bit abstract to you until you actually start applying it. The piece of advice I recommend you do is as you're thinking about content to produce for your, your blog or your videos, think about how you could take ideas or concepts you're learning, whether you're reading books or watching other people's videos or you know checking out these academic research papers. Take these ideas and see where there might be threads that connect them and then you can put them all together in a piece of content and then draw a conclusion. Now, inside my blog post, I gave an example of how I did this. In fact, it's by far the most common example I use from my own work because it proves so effective. So I combined three concepts that I learned about over time. One, the 80-20 rule. Two, the theory of constraints. And three, sprints from the world of programming. So sprinting is a programming technique to get stuff done. The theory of constraints is a way to maximize production in factories. And the 80-20 rule is kind of like a rule of efficiencies in in all of life, really. Uh, But most importantly, it helps you identify the most important elements to work on. So if you combine all those three elements, you can basically figure out what you should do today 
way and how to do it in order to build the system that you're working on. So I teach that inside my blog mastermind course, inside my Master Your Mindset training, and inside some of my uh, blog posts as well. And it's a synthesis of these three ideas. All three of them are not directly related to blogging or business, but I was able to combine them and draw the conclusion, draw the outcome for my audience that these ideas can help you deal with analysis paralysis or information overload. If you're getting stuck on figuring out what to do next, you can use these three techniques to to move forward and focus on the most important activities. I personally do that myself. And that's an example of synthesizing concepts and really giving people a wow moment. And if you can do that with your blog post and certainly any kind of training you're producing, and remember, it doesn't have to be concepts related to your topic. You can take concepts from all kinds of areas and then make them relevant to your audience for what they're trying to do and that can lead to a real special moment for them and that certainly cements you as an expert because you are an expert you're pulling together ideas from multiple sources and coming up with systems for people to follow and that's that's what experts do so keep your eyes open and see how you can connect the dots between things like that for your audience Okay, so that's the first four points, very much focused on content. I hope you found that helpful and you should apply it to all the blog posts or at least whatever you can apply it to for your content this year. Even if you're only producing one piece of content a week or even a month, if you can use these ideas, go after the right long tail keyword phrases that people search for, uh, really test your, your titles put in research and synthesize ideas to really make an impact. That will make your content stand out and get far more traffic and engagement than ever before. Now, the next five points, we're going to look, actually six points, really, we're going to look at more community type ideas and marketing type ideas. Starting with point number five, build micro communities and foster your own secret language. So for the longest time, I've relied principally on two main tools for attracting an audience and then making money from that audience. And I pretty much believe every single person who sells information products uses this combination, at least as a starting point. And that's your blog or your YouTube channel or wherever you produce and publish content. But, you know, it should be a blog to start with. And then your follow-up email campaigns, whether they're broadcast newsletters, uh, dedicated drip release sequences designed to take people through a campaign-like experience, or even follow-ups depending on actions people take. Email is the education, trust-building, and engagement tool plus the sales tool. Now, that's worked wonderfully well and still is today the most powerful combination I believe we have uh, to make sales of digital products and services using content marketing. So obviously you can add different types of marketing to that mix, but I've always relied on those two as my primary tools. Now, in recent years though, you've probably seen this, a lot of people use communities, whether it's been Facebook groups, um, sometimes it's more paid communities like a membership site with a forum, or even just how you interact with people wherever you produce content. For example, uh, YouTube live stream, you get a lot of comments, maybe you're replying there. Um, It could be a a private Slack group or a Telegram group, two apps that are for live chat. Uh, It it could even just be your Facebook profile where you interact with people on a regular basis and sort of foster this small group of dedicated loyal followers who love what you do, who, not surprisingly, usually is made up of your customers or your soon-to-become customers. Now, I think going into 2020, this is going to be a third prong that's almost a mandatory mandatory requirement for you to succeed as an expert teacher, educator type marketer um, because you need some kind of glue that keeps people in your world and keeps them together working towards shared goals. So this is very relevant for anyone who's teaching people to do something, whether it's lose weight, trade stocks, cook, garden, you know, get faster on your bicycle, whatever it is you're trying to do. We all have this goal. You're the teacher leader guide, but they're your community who interact with you for help, but also interact with each other, share their process 
when they have roadblocks and challenges, they talk about it and help each other, commiserate. This is important because it keeps them spending time on a daily basis in something related to you and your world. And that's important because there are so many other places they could do that. So if you don't have some kind of community, community connection, chances are they're going to spend that time somewhere else. Now, this is something that is like a, a third piece of the puzzle to go with the blog and the email list. Now, I don't think it's necessarily as important as those first two elements because those two elements are the discovery and the conversion. The blog is the discovery. The email list is the conversion tool for selling your products and services. But the community can be a product. It can be uh, a direct tool for campaigning. Like you can do your marketing campaigns directly to your Facebook group or directly to your paid membership site. And it it's there that they're spending their day-to-day activities staying in your world. So I think it's an important step, especially going forward in 2020. And you can do this even if you only have maybe 20 people inside your little group. But if they're active, they're talking to each other, they're holding each other accountable, that's a nice little starting point. So I, I would recommend going forward this year and, and beyond that you start fostering some kind of community if you're not doing that already as a, a, a third prong to the marketing process that I teach you uh, and something that will also help you with things like you know learning about your audience. It'll keep you on your game because you're going to be on a daily basis just checking what's going on in your community. They'll be asking questions. So it's a useful tool for you to learn what people have problems with. And as you'll see in the upcoming points, going forward with a, an inter- internet marketing business where you're selling your own digital products, you don't need a huge audience. In fact, chances are you can't or won't make a huge audience. You're not going to become a megastar. So little communities like this are vital because it's that core group of fans. Uh, your 1,000, or I would argue even less now, your 100 true fans who will buy your stuff that allow you to have a thriving business. So they are really important and you need a place for them to interact with you and each other. Six, deliver live experiences because you are a unique product. Now, I've been preaching this for many years as the most powerful point of differentiation you have online that cannot be replicated, cannot be stolen, cannot be duplicated in any way because there is only one you. You have a unique style of, of writing, of speaking, your mannerisms, your, your experiences, your way you synthesize information, your ideas, how you help your people. That can't be replicated. And thankfully, that's something you can leverage as a marketing tool as well. Now, I don't want you, you know, to sell yourself. This is not about becoming an influencer or you know, trying to put yourself out there on every social platform. But I do believe in 2020, you need to add some kind of element of live experience with you in order to cement that connection and build the necessary trust to sell your products. Now, you can do this on a very small scale just by sharing videos on YouTube or doing a little bit of social media like Instagram stories. You can take it further and do live broadcasts, you know, get yourself on YouTube or Facebook or Instagram. Pretty much every social platform now has a, a live stream function uh, and you can start interacting there. And it doesn't have to be too structured. It just hit the, the, the uh, broadcast button. I've seen a lot of experts do this. They'll just, you know, they'll finish their workout at the gym. They'll have all these endorphins running through their brain and they'll switch on the broadcast button on their phone and dish out some wisdom. Maybe it's just, you know, it's writing or recording five Instagram stories in a row. It's just that live experience with you. Now, you can take this even further, though, by doing live experiences as product, which means things like in-person workshops, mastermind groups, all the way up to full-blown conferences. And this is an important point, too, because, again, you're, gonna, you're only going to have a small amount of customers. And to get really the, the big returns. If you want to start making multiple six figures all the way up to seven figures, you're probably going to need to include some kind of high-level touch product or service with you um, because that's where you can make the bigger profit margins. It's the $5,000, $10,000 products or services that include coaching with you, time with you, experiences with you. And that is that is like a community uh, type experience where it's you know one-on-one or small group with you, lots of your personal time, these people are becoming your friend. And that's why they, they're willing to spend the money. Of course, they're going to apply what you're teaching uh, because they're spending that much money on it. It's, it's really powerful for 
keeping like a walled fence garden around your audience. And that's really important because as we've been saying, as I've been saying, there's a lot of options out there. They could jump to another coach. They could go spend time reading other people's blogs. They could take a Skillshare course. They could jump on YouTube and watch free videos. For them to spend money with you, there has to be something special in it for them. And that usually means time with you. And that's exactly why I'm doing a live coaching series this year, as well as a live case study for my new blog this year for people who join Blog Mastermind 2.0 and take my flagship course this year. I'm doing that because A, it's a great way for me to help you, my audience, but B, it also creates that live experience with me. And I know how much people value the chance to ask me questions, get a direct answer, and also hear me talk about a live case study that I'm working on to show you the steps that I'm going through to build a brand new blog in 2020 in a live environment. So that is just an added bonus I'm giving people who join Blog Mastermind 2.0 in January to go through the next six months with me. And that's an effective thing that you can do as well. It doesn't have to be about paid coaching. It can just be something you do for free to further grow your audience and cement your relationships with people. Okay. And I should note too that, man, the internet makes this so easy today. It's so easy to broadcast. It's so easy to produce video. Uh, it really is easy to get in front of an audience. Just jump on TikTok and start making funny videos. <laughs> I'm not saying that will necessarily be a, a fantastic marketing technique, but you're going to get discovered. People are going to learn about you. And if you can do those funny videos or entertaining videos or educational videos about your subject, you will actually grow a target audience too. I've, I'm already seeing some people teaching uh, make money online topics uh, through TikTok and they're going to be uh, leaders because they're there first and they're you know spending time building an audience there and it doesn't take much to hit the, you know a couple hundred thousand views on a video on TikTok at, at this time as I record this because TikTok is willing to reward those who are consistent and producing uh, valuable content for their platform. Okay, Whew. hope you're getting some value from this. Uh, this is a big long uh, brain dump from from me. This is also uh, not completely random. This is actually coming from the ten points that are in the companion blog post that goes with this audio. So if you're listening to this podcast on iTunes or on your Android device, on your phone, at the gym, driving, traveling, then head to my blog, yarrow.blog, Y-A-R-O.blog. That's right, not .com, .blog. And if you scroll down, you'll see the latest post. There'll be one about 2020 blogging. And that will have the article that highlights all of these 10 points as well as lots of relevant links, including the special offer on Blog Mastermind 2.0 for you. So make sure you don't miss out on that. Moving on, point number seven, highlight your superstar followers and customers. Okay, so I've been a big proponent of doing the extra mile of work to produce valuable case studies. And I've started doing this for my other businesses as well. In fact, as I record this audio, we just finished doing our first ever uh, special video case study for one of my Inbox Done clients, which is my other business you might know about since I talked a lot about it in the last two years. That's my email uh, delivery service where we're managing inboxes for busy professionals and entrepreneurs. We have a customer in that business who sells electronic bikes and our staff member who has been working for over a year as their email manager uh, actually traveled to visit their office and test out a few of the bikes. And we sent a video crew along with them to record uh, some interviews and some B-rolls, some footage to put together an amazing highlight reel video and interview of one of our superstar customers. And that will be, become very much a flagship video on our website for Inbox Done and in our marketing materials. And I started doing this oh, over 10 years ago when I started interviewing uh, not just people who I helped, but any person, I should say, not just people who I helped in paid coaching, but any person I connected with online through my blog and my podcast. And I did that because I knew if I could reinforce the fact that people were benefiting from my training, and these were real live human beings starting from zero who went on to build businesses, and I made an impact on them that would encourage other people to work with me and to buy my coaching programs. And that's why if you go to my blog and click the success stories tab, 
you will see now, uh, I started recording the the specific interviews with graduates of my coaching uh, people back in 2012. And every single year, I interviewed at least one. I think I've got over 25 people now on that page of people who went through Blog Mastermind, my flagship course, and grew successful online businesses. And you'll see interviews with all kinds of people with all kinds of subjects from treating acne to speed reading to uh, motorcycles. Um, there's uh, small business uh, women, um, ADHD support, multiple personalities to, to support. Uh, there's, um, uh, what is it, teaching handbooks for drama students, um, sports blogging. So many different subjects. And, you know, it's taken me a while, but I started this process of recording these podcasts. They are podcast interviews. So it's just me interviewing, asking people what they did to grow their business. But of course, I come into their story at some point when they took my course. So it's also helpful for me as a, a trust building, authority building marketing piece that I then distribute through my uh, sales materials. And you've probably seen it when you've received an email from me highlighting uh, one of these case studies. In fact, if you go check out this blog post that this podcast comes with, you'll see two of those flagship videos I did, one with Mitch Wilson, the sports blogger, and one with Janae Dow, who does the Drama Notebook website. Two people who've had tremendous success after taking Blog Mastermind. And I went to Hawaii and to Portland to interview them with a film crew and produced amazing video content. So I'm recommending in 2020, you do the same. You got to start doing this. It's, you, you can't just go out there with basic text testimonials. That's a start. Take a few screenshots of some great social media comments that people have said about you. But in 2020, I want your goal, and this is so important, to be producing better quality te testimonial style case study videos with your superstar customers. At the very least with some people you've helped, your best followers who love what you teach. To start building your authority, you need these really solid marketing pieces. And I, I say this not just because it's smart marketing. I say this because most experts online won't have these. It is a huge point of differentiation when you can produce high quality video content of your best clients. Because a lot of people won't go to the extra effort to do that or the extra expense. Like it does cost me a couple of thousand dollars plus my travel costs to do those videos. But it was so worthwhile because you know if, if you watch those videos and then, of course, you trust me more, you see the proof, you decide to join my, my course, uh, you know, it's a return on investment, it's so worthwhile. So you need to do this, and it will make you stand out from all the other people out there who are doing the exact same thing as you, but they don't have testimonial proof case study materials like that probably because they haven't actually got a result for other people. They're just putting out information, hoping to build an audience and get customers. But if you're putting out information and demonstrating that you've got customers who succeeded, that is huge. That is a major, major point of differentiation. So if you want to win in 2020, you need that. All right, we're getting close to the end of the 10 points now as we move our way forward to number eight. Choose one social platform and focus your outreach there. So inside my Blog Mastermind 2.0 course, uh, in the marketing module, I teach a simple idea called Get Published, which simply means if you want to reach an audience, you have to go where they are and publish content in front of them. Now, that's not content on your blog. I'm talking about content on one other platform online where your people hang out. Now, I say this to people who are just getting started because it is extremely overwhelming to look at today's landscape in 2020 and decide where to spend time to grow your audience, especially if you don't have a budget, you have no money to spend on any kind of paid media, then obviously you're looking at what you can do for free, and that means producing content. But where do you go? Do you go to TikTok or Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat or LinkedIn or YouTube? Or do you start doing press releases or guest article posts? Where do you go to grow your audience? Now, my answer to that is, first of all, simplify. Only go to one place and focus your energy there to build a real platform and choose the platform that makes sense to you based on two criteria. One, 
your audience is there already. So obviously, you know, there has to be people who are interested in your subject matter. Uh, most of the big social platforms, the answer will be yes, because they have such huge audiences. So you don't have to worry about that part of the equation. But two, factor in your content creation uh, method that you, that you enjoy, that you're good at, or you're willing to get good at, because you're going to spend a lot of time there. So, you know, if you, if you take my advice, as I wrote in the article that goes with this podcast, you might want to jump on a trending platform like TikTok, or I've, I'm really giving away a bit of a secret. There's another one called VSCO, which is a, an Instagram-like app on the App Store. It's all about photo sharing, but it's much newer. It's still got a fairly large audience. Last time I heard about 50 million people are using it. But what's really interesting, a lot of them are paying members. They're paying a yearly or a monthly fee to access additional uh, tools like filters for their photography. So that means that audience, they're not relying on advertising to monetize that platform. It's much cleaner. It doesn't have a lot of the, the social things like likes and comments that tend to fill it up. Uh, it's really just about sharing good photography and good imagery. And if that lines up well with your topic, you have an opportunity there to go into a space where you can reach people, but face far less competition and be one of the first early movers, which you could say the same thing about TikTok at the time I record this, but it's a much more uh, noisy place and it's, it's short form content and it's full of entertainment. So it might be more difficult to match your subject matter with that. But of course, you know, if you're doing video, YouTube will always be the best place to go to, at least right now. Uh, if you're doing business, chances are LinkedIn will be the best place to go, especially for B2B. So there usually is a platform uh, and on those platforms, you can do written content, visual content, and uh, audio and video content. So you can pick which of these you're going to get good at. But what matters is you go there every day and have a presence and, and you know share ideas. Use everything I've taught you. The first four points about great content should go into great content for the one social platform you choose as well, whether it's sharing quotes on Instagram, doing tutorial videos on LinkedIn, um, you know, doing entertaining videos on YouTube or just being a, a fairly prolific writer on a platform like Facebook or Medium. Um, you know, those can be extensions to the writing you do on your blog to reach people uh, where they already are. And of course, you're bringing them back to your blog and getting them on your email list, which is what I teach inside Blog Mastermind 2.0. Okay, moving on. Second last point of the series Number nine, sell more to your existing buyers than ever before. Okay, so this is a natural conclusion, I guess, to everything that I've been teaching you. You know, we started with content, we moved on to community and marketing, and now we're talking about product and making money. What I mean in this point is you have to focus more on the people who already buy from you and less on trying to get people who have never bought from you to buy from you for the first time. Now, obviously, you have to get someone to buy from you for the first time to get your first customers. But once you start building a bit of a customer base, you know, once you've got 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 customers, you'll make more money going back to that customer base with additional offers. All those things I was talking about that were additional touch points, you know, it could be higher level coaching, workshops, live experiences, or even moving people from buying something low level, low price like an ebook to a higher price product like a course, or perhaps adding a membership site to your product offers. You want to start doing that because it's easier to sell to people who've already bought from you, assuming they had a good experience when they bought from you. So that product had to work for them. Uh, in my evolution as an internet marketer and someone who sells product, uh, especially for what I call like the phase two of my business, which kind of started around mm, about six years ago now, um, I started with eBooks because I wanted to get quick, uh, shorter products out there about niche topics just to start building some, some new customers. Uh, and then shortly after finishing three eBooks, I started selling a membership site. And that was a natural next step because if people bought an eBook, then I could upsell them to take part in a membership site. And that was the initial plan for a good couple of years there to get some, some initial customer cash flow going. But then when I got my flagship course out the door, which was the second new version of Blog Mastermind, the one I teach today, 
I was able to sell a lot of the customers who are in that membership site and who had bought in books into my course because they already were customers. Now, I'm not necessarily recommending you follow that pattern because it's, it's slow and takes a lot of content creation hours. I would suggest possibly going straight to a membership site or a flagship course today. But the point being, you will need to sell to a small audience multiple offers at varying price points going forward for the simple fact that you're going to have a smaller audience. You're not likely to become a megastar. Chances are you don't want to become a megastar influencer who spends all day on social media and who has to constantly create new content just to stay relevant. I'm not advocating that. I'd rather you have a nice small email list of maybe five to 10,000 subscribers, maybe only 500 to 1,000 of them really pay attention to your work, but 100 of those people will buy everything you offer. And that is the path forward in 2020 because it's just not easy to build super huge audiences given how crowded and how much attention or lack of attention there is today online. Now, bear in mind, the people we follow are superstars. So this can feel a little like confusing advice because you, you see people succeeding in your space with huge podcasts and YouTube channels. You know, they're getting more and more famous. They've got millions of followers and they're making a lot of money. But that's the outliers. They're the few exceptions to the rule. You're not hearing about all those smaller players who have little niche audiences they're making good money selling their courses and their membership sites, teaching unique things. I remember uh, I interviewed um, one of my graduates and he was selling how to make shampoo. He was an ex-chemist who had created a membership site on basically the science behind making your own uh, shampoo, conditioner, perfumes, and things like that. And he had this membership site that had sold over half a million dollars in income just teaching this kind of basic science. And I was like, wow, I'd never heard about this. And chances are I never would hear about it because I'd never go looking for it. But because he was a graduate of my program, he came on my podcast and, and shared this story. And that to me was really interesting. So there's all kinds of people like that with a small but loyal audience and they're selling these niche products and services uh, and they're doing well because they're going back to the same customers with more offers. And that's the path forward for you coming up in 2020 as well. And I think that should be a relief. You don't have to go out there and aim for hundreds of thousands to millions of followers like some people have. You have to be the hidden success stories with your small niche audience, the people who love what you do. That's what you're aiming for. And I think every point I've been nailing home to you throughout this uh, 2020 guide to blogging has kind of reinforced that idea from the long tail um, to doing live experiences with the small audience to now selling to people repeat product purchases. That's the key here. Small, loyal customer base. That's what you're aiming for in 2020. Okay, we're going to wrap up this podcast with a 10th and final point, which uh, frankly is a full-blown um, indulging myself pitch for my course, Blog Mastermind 2.0. So I hope you allow me this moment. If you've gotten any value from this podcast or my podcast ever in the past, not to mention uh, the blog post that goes along with this, the 10 points for blogging in 2020, then I'd encourage you and welcome you and invite you to join me in Blog Mastermind 2.0, the January 2020 starting edition. Uh, this is important because I'm doing a special live series of training starting in February. So you have to join in January and we'll start work in February. Now, when you join in January, you get the full course straight away. As long as you make your payments, you get access to Blog Mastermind 2.0, over 20 hours of training, coaching with me. I'll help you this year. What you'll also get are the live coaching calls, which will include a special case study that goes along with my journey with a new blog. And I'm not revealing what that blog is about yet. Only people who join Blog Mastermind will learn about that. But what I will be explaining is the very basics of how did I choose my domain name? How did I do keyword research to choose those long tail topics that we're initially going to produce content about? How am I setting up the technical platform for doing this? How am I getting the content created? What is the monetization plan for the future? What does this business look like? 
And most importantly, you're going to get to go on the journey with me during the first six months of this new blog, which will parallel your own journey, hopefully, as you grow your blog, taking my course, and you can kind of get a real-life example uh, of what to do. And that, I think, will be tremendously helpful, especially if you're new to this. Uh, Even if you're not new to this, maybe you've been struggling or you're not getting the results you want, seeing what I do, taking my course, I teach you how to sell on that course. That's so important. I teach you how to sell with an email list, how to attract an audience with a blog. I talk about marketing psychology. I talk about automation. So once you get things going, it runs without you. I talk about choosing a topic. So many important concepts are covered inside this 20 plus hour video training that you can take at your own pace. You can read it if you prefer reading my transcripts. You can listen to audio versions if you prefer audio. You can take it in small bite-sized chunks of half an hour a day, or you can just sit there and go through all 20 hours as fast as you like. It's available to you, and it's proven to work. I've already talked about the case studies that people have gone through this program. In fact, I interviewed uh, Tian, one of our most recent graduates of the program, just a few months ago in 2019. She had a successful $25,000 launch. So it's, it's current, it's relevant, and it's still working today. It's fundamentals of how to make money selling information products. So if that's your plan for 2020 and beyond, to be someone who sells an online course, a membership site, digital products, and you want to use a blog and email marketing to do so, and all of the techniques I talked about in this podcast resonate with you, and you'd like me to be there helping you do so throughout 2020, uh, the first half of this year, then join me in Blog Mastermind 2.0. The link is available inside the blog post that goes along with the podcast. Just scroll down to the 10th and final point in the post and you'll find the special link. I recommend you do that because I'm actually linking through to a $1,000 discount uh, version of Blog Mastermind there. So you can save yourself some money if you join me in January 2020. The deadline will be the end of January to get that discount. And I, I really hope you work with me. I look forward to growing your business this year as well as I grow my new blog business as well. Okay. We're almost at one hour for this podcast, and that's usually where I wrap things up. I hope you enjoy this solo edition of the Yarrow podcast. The blog post to go along with it is uh, basically a more succinct version of everything I've talked about, the 10 points in this podcast. So I do recommend you go to that as well. Uh, It's available under the blogging in 2020 link at yarrow.blog. I've also got all kinds of links in that blog post and sample videos to kind of demonstrate the things that I've been talking about here too. So if you're a little bit fuzzy and confused, go through that blog post uh, and it'll definitely help clarify a lot of things I talked about. Other than that, I hope to see you inside Blog Mastermind 2.0 this year. And I also wish you good luck for 2020. I love the start of a new year. It's an exciting time. Uh, Thank you for listening to this podcast. My name is Yarrow and I'll speak to you on another episode very soon. Thanks for listening.